Luke, Luke chapter 10 tonight, uh, when you read a story over and over, sometimes we just have the habit of just, well, I, I know that story. I know, I know it. I know the outcome. I know what happened. I know everything about that story. So we'll close our Bible while the preacher reads the scripture. Say, well, I know that. I've been there. I've read that. But sometimes we overlook, we just gleam through it and miss some of the greatest things that God can give you because we get in such a hurry to get through stuff. And I, I am guilty of that. I am guilty of that. And, and I was asking, Lord, I, you know, what we're we going to do on Wednesday night? And, uh, and the, the thought came to me, getting closer, getting closer. And then I thought, well, how, how do you get closer to God? And then he brought me to Luke chapter 10, Martha and Mary. Wonderful examples on how you should not and how you should be with God. And I never thought of it that way. I never thought about it. this being an example of uh, comparisons on how you should get close to God and how you're, how you're not supposed to be close to God just in this story alone. I've missed it for years reading this story preaching out of this story i've missed it until the other night luke chapter 10 verse number 38 now it came to pass as they went they that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named martha received him into her house and she had a sister called mary which also was at jesus feet now don't you get that where was she was at she was at jesus feet and heard his word you can, you can hear the words of God just about anywhere, but she was, she was close. She was right on the edge, right there at his feet. She heard every word. And I, and I get this in my mind that every time he said a word and every time he inhaled, she heard him inhale. And every time he exhaled, she heard him exhale. She is listening to the Savior, and she's by, right on every word of it. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. And came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. I, I love this. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. If he calls your name once, you ought to pay attention. But, buddy, when he calls your name twice, you better really sit up and pay attention. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. That's our problem. That's our problem. But that one thing that is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to open our hearts and minds. Help us to be what we need to be. Help us, Lord, to get closer to you, draw closer to you, choosing to get closer to you father we'll just thank you for what you do in jesus name we do pray amen like i said jesus brings out this comparison in this text between these two ladies here he brings out martha and he said uh, you're troubled about many things and then he points to mary and said but mary is concerned about one thing now can i say this there are a lot of we wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats. We, you wear the hat of a father. You wear the hat of a, a husband, a, a whatever your job is. We wear many hats in our life. We do many things. And it, send, it tends to uh, get us to uh, uh, focusing on those things. 
And some of us, we got to invest and make children. We got kids. We got to do things. The fact of the matter is that we do a lot of things in life that keeps us busy. And we have enough uh, to keep us busy. And we do have enough to keep us busy. Some of you come to church, uh, and if you don't come to church, uh, there would be a hundred thousand things that you could be doing at home tonight. Because you got so many things that you're supposed to be doing, you, want, you need to be doing. That'll keep you busy. But I want to point this one comparison out and, and contrast that the Word of God shows us that we could be so busy with so many things in our life that we miss out on that one thing that is important in our life. I want to show you something. I want you to take, uh, I, I don't want to get too uh, so busy in life that I miss out on the, that needful thing. And that, that's what Jesus said. You're so concerned about many things. This one thing is needful. This, the way I see it, Martha is in the kitchen. She's, she's busy about cooking hamburgers and french fries. She's making, every, making sure everybody's getting fed and served. She, and that's, that is great. Uh, we got people that love to serve. We got people that love to do their things. And there's nothing wrong with being that servant. There's nothing wrong with it. But he said you're getting so concerned about doing what you're doing that you're forgetting the most important thing in your life. I'm thankful for the servants of God. I am thankful for them. I'm thankful for those who invest them into the ministries of God. I, I don't want to be so busy, and I don't want you, you to get so busy that you're doing everything in this world, being busy, but missing out on that one thing tonight. He said that one thing is needful. May I point out that many things are, are helpful tonight. But there's only one thing needful. There are many things to, uh, that are commendable. There's only one thing that is needful. Many things are, are doable. They are possible. But there's only one thing needful. Many things are successful in life. But one thing is needful. Many things will keep you from that one thing that is needful in your life. You can be in the house with the presence of God and the persons of God and still miss out on that one thing that's needful. And the reason is because we're so busy about everything else in our lives. Even while preaching, I've caught people off guard and probably somebody tonight thinking, well, you're thinking about what you're going to do later on, thinking about what you got going on this week. And our minds are filled up with things outside of God and outside of the church and outside of the Word of God. We're so filled up with that that we don't have room for God in our minds anymore because we're thinking about everything else. Can I say this? When you get into the house of God or when you get into the Word of God, you ought to just empty your minds of Lord, it's yours. You take care of it. You come in it and to get everything else out of it. If you get everything else out of your life, say, Lord, now I want to focus on that one needful thing in my life, and that is you. Notice Jesus said, Mary has chosen that good part. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on that good part of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to miss out on that real part of God. I don't want to miss out on that uh, best part in life. 
uh, and that seed of that relationship placed with Jesus Christ. Mary chose that good part. And that's what I want to preach on just a little bit tonight. Choosing to be close. Choosing that good part. Choosing that right position. Maybe today is time to make a, our minds up. We're going to find that good part in life. We're going to do what it takes to get closer to God than we ever been before. Our minds are going to be focused on the things of God and the Word of God and the house of God and the ministries of God. We're going to focus on God. And God says, you focus on me. You put me first in life. I'll take care of all those other things that's going on around in your life. Can I say this? If you start focusing on God more, God will take care of that problem that you have. If you start focusing on God more, God will take care of the business that you got going on. Just start focusing on Him and let God take care of all the other stuff that's going on around you. That's the problem, though. We, we like to say, well, Lord, I can handle that. No, you can't handle that. I've, I've learned the hard way. Lord, I, I've got this. And find out, Lord, I don't got this. And he says, I've tried to tell you I can handle it better than you can handle it. Learn to focus on him. I don't want to be so busy in life. Even in the ministry, I don't want to be so busy that I'm not focusing on him. Missing out on the good part. Not being in the right position that I needed to be in so that I can focus on Him more and more each and every day. I want to focus on that good thing tonight. So what is that? The good part. What is that good part? good part is positional. You say, what do you mean by that? Notice how Martha was busy in the house. She's, she's running around the house making sure everything's taken care of. We, she's got, uh, we got some mothers in the, here that run around take care of the house. They're making sure the house is clean and make things arranged. Uh, they're doing it. Somebody took time and, and, and made some arrangements in their lives. That, that's a good thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's a good thing. That's a necessity. That is something that needs to be done. She, she's running around and she is in that position and, and, and she's in that position. She's in every position. But Mary is seated at the feet of Jesus. Here it is. Mary is closer to Jesus than anybody else in that house. Why? Because she chose that good thing. You can be so busy making sure everything is taken care of on the outside. But we're not taking care of that one thing that's needful on the inside. I, I told you some of those things are commendable. Uh, they're, they're, they're also good things. We ought to take care of those things on the outside of us. But I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about our house. We're a house. Our house. I'm talking about our hearts and our lives. We're so good at making sure everything around us is taken care of. But tonight I want to challenge you 
to focus so much on the outside, but focus more on the inside. Focus on your heart. Focus on your life. Is your heart in a good position with God? Is your life in a good position with God? Are you closer to God than you ever been before? When you got saved, you was close. Are you closer today than when the day you got saved, when you met Jesus? Are you closer today than that day? Listen, if you're not closer to God today than the day you met Him, can I say He did not move? He didn't move. You changed your position. You left Him. He did not leave you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I, I, I am thankful that he made that promise to you and I. I need to make that promise to him. I don't want to get so far away from God. I want to get closer to God. Can I tell you, when you find that good part, it's a positional part. You get in that right position with God. You've got to draw closer to God. Notice what he said in the Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all those things will be added unto you. Now don't miss when he's saying that. He said if we seek first him, not the things of this world, not our self pleasure, but if we seek him first, then he'll take care of all the other things around us. He'll take care of the rest of it. We're so busy, we're trying to rest everything else. Trying to make this happen, make that happen. That we're going to miss out on that one good thing from God. Seeking Him first. We've got to swap around in our lives. We're seeking the things of this world first and not Him. The Bible said if we'll seek Him first, He'll take care of everything. But the world said if you're take care of everything else outside in the world then you can maybe have time to seek God in your life that just got it all wrong can I say you're not promised tomorrow boast not thyself tomorrow for what thou knowest that a day may bring stop focusing on tomorrow what's going to happen tomorrow I'd be more worried about where my life is right now. How do I stand with God? What position I am with God? Am I drawing closer to God or am I drifting away from God? I, I want to get in that position just like Mary was. I want to be so close that I can hear the Lord Jesus Christ breathe uh, when He inhales and exhales. I want to uh, sit at the very edge of His feet and hear every word that He speaks. I want to be closer to him than ever been before. Where are you located at tonight? Where are you located at tonight? Are you closer to God tonight than you've ever been before? If God called your name, if God whispered your name, would you be able to hear it tonight? Listen, we can decorate the outside, make it look real good. We can make ourselves look like we know what's going on. 
I've always been told you can always tell a free will Baptist preacher he walks around with a suit and a Bible up on his arm and that's a, that's a free will Baptist preacher. But let me tell you, there's a lot of people that puts a suit on and carries a Bible, has no clue who God is, have never met God, has never dedicated their life to God, has never served God because they know how to make the outside look real good. Put a smile on your face and you can fool everybody in here. God knows your heart. He knows where you stand. You can fool others, you can fool me, but you cannot fool God. God knows your heart. God knows your walk. He knows the intent and the purpose of every heart in here. Where are you with Him tonight? Are you closer than you need to be? Or are you too busy to get close to God? Is your position at His feet or your position in every other position except here around Him? We get so preoccupied with the things of this world, with everything that's going on around us, we find that we miss that good part. That good part is a positional part. Mary was at his feet. You say, how, how do I do that? You've got to draw nigh to him. And if you draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. Now, see, we, we get that, that, that sometimes we get it all messed up. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm waiting on God to get closer to me. God didn't say that. God didn't say, I'll draw nigh to you and you'll draw nigh to me. God said, you've got to draw, you've got to make the first step. You've got to make the first move. God didn't say, hey, hey, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I, no, you've got to make the step to God. You've got to draw closer to God and God will draw closer to you tonight. Amen. So we find that position is it, it, positional. It's, it's in the right place in order to get things going in your life. We find that good part is intentional. Notice verse number 42. Jesus said, there is one thing needful, and Mary had chosen it. You know how to find that good part of God? You've got to choose it. You've got to choose it. You've you got to make your mind up to whether you're going to serve God or not serve God. It's not, it's not by hap chance that you're just going to get up in the morning and say, well, I'll serve God today. No, you've got to choose to serve God. You've got to intent your mind. You've got to get your body ready. You've got to get everything ready. So I'm going to serve God with everything i got. Let me tell you, God is knocking on the door, but he ain't going to bust the door down. God's letting you know, I'm, I'm at the door. All you got to do is open that door. I'll come in. I'll make that move. I'll come in. But you've got to search him. It's an intentional thing to serve God. You got to make a choice. You got to make a choice. See, everybody in the house had the choice, if they wanted to, to be close to God. Now, what Mary, Mary chose, it is a choice that you and I have to make. You be intentional about going after God, seeking God. Make a determination in your mind that somewhere, somehow, you're going to wake up and you're going to serve God. You're going to make a determination in your life to walk after God. You get up in the morning, you know you got to go to work, and you're determined you got to go to work. Uh, we ought to get up in the morning and say, I'm going to make a determination. I am serving God. I'm going to walk with God. 
I'm going to lean on God today. It's, it's intentional. You've got a purpose in your heart to serve God. Then you find out it's foundational. You say, what do you mean by that? If you choose to serve God and get close to Him, with everything right in that house, I promise you in your life, when things fall apart, you don't have to go hunting for Him. You don't have to go hunting for Him. Prove it to me. I'm glad you asked that. Prove to me that if I get closer to God, I'm walking with God, and everything falls apart in my life, I don't have to go seek Him to God because He's going to be right there with me. Well, this is not the first time we read about Martha and Mary in the Bible. Amen. In fact, if you read later on, and it, Martha and Mary has a brother named Lazarus. Lazarus got sick one day. Martha sent a message to Jesus that, hey, Lazarus is sick, come. They want him to come and heal her because they know that he could heal her. He saw him heal the blinded eyes and, and they know that Jesus came there to touch him. But Jesus said, he said nah, uh, not now. I don't want to come now. So he waited. He tarried. Then he got word Lazarus died. They sent word to him. You ain't got to be hurt now. Lazarus dead. So they went. Jesus went back. And as he was getting to the city, coming into the city, somebody ran and told Martha, the master cometh. And she runs out to meet him. Now, you've got to get this in your mind. Get this in your mind. She runs out to meet him, and she gets right to him, right in his face. If you'd have came here, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. I, I sent for you. All you had to do was come, but you did not come. Was that a correct position to be with God? She said, if you if had just came, we begged you. But many times we miss out on the truth that God has for us. Said, if you'd have been here, I wouldn't have been going through what I'm going through right now. How many of y'all said that? How many of y'all told God, God, if, if you'd have done it the way I asked you to do it, I would not be going through what I'm doing right now. If you'd have just done it when I asked you to do it my way, I would not be facing what I'm facing today. Amen. So Mary, Martha looks at him in his face and if you'd have just been here, if you just came, she just didn't get it. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. She says, I know. She cut him off short. I know. You, I know in the, in the last days of Lazarus will rise up. I, I know that. I know that. No, Martha, you, you got it wrong. 
She said, I know there's going to be a great resurrection. She had enough faith to believe in the future, but she didn't have enough faith to believe in the present. She said, Lazarus is going to get up again. I know that. I understand in the future, Lazarus is going to get up on that day. I understand that. Many of us have got enough faith to believe in the future, but we don't have enough faith to believe in today. We, we, we believe God can raise us at the last day, but we don't believe God can pay our bills today. We doubt God too much. Martha said, if you'd been here, our brother would have been alive. And Jesus said, Martha, you didn't hear what I said. I, I didn't say, I, I hope so, resurrection. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He didn't have it in some briefcase and a backpack. She said, he said, I am that. But see, when she went to Jesus, nothing changed. Nothing changed in Lazarus. He, he was still dead. Remember, there was one sitting at his feet at the beginning. Martha called Mary and said, The Master is coming, and he calleth for thee. <laughs> she gets up and runs to where they were at, begin with Martha and Jesus. She gets and runs and see him there, and she don't get into his faith. She falls down at his feet. Let me, let me give you this. Please get this in your mind and get it in your heart. She knew how to get in the right position in a time of trouble because she learned how to get in the right position when it was no trouble. I'm going to get that now. I want you to get that. She, she, learned, she knew how to get in the right position with Jesus because she learned to get in the right position with Jesus when everything was going good. When she was on the mountaintop, everything's good. She got in the right position. Now her world has fallen apart and is caving in and she still know how to get in the right position and that is at the feet of Jesus. And she said the exact same thing to Jesus that Martha said. Word for word. What did Jesus say? Where is he at? Take me to him. See, because of the position she got into, things changed. It, it, she didn't jump up in Jesus' face and it, 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 you'd have done it my way like I've asked. If you came when I said, and you know, so and so and so, he would have been alive. But Martha came, said, Martha, Mary came and got at his feet and said, Master, if you'd have been here, my brother would have been alive. Where's he at? Take me to him. Because of that position she got into, things changed. Can I tell you this? You need to learn the position to get into. You get in that correct position with God. Don't point your fingers at God. Don't shake your fist at God. But you learn to get in that correct position at his feet. She learned it because of where she was at. When everything's great in your life. Let me tell you this. When everything's great in your life, sometimes we forget about the position that we need to be in. And, and, and as soon as we learn, uh, stop getting in that position when things are great in our life, and then when tragedy comes in our life, we don't know how to get in that position because we haven't been, been in that position in such a long time. 
But if you're in that position over and over and over, whether things are good or whether things are bad, you get in that position, you will not have to go looking for him because he's going to be right beside you. Get in that right position with God. Can I say this? If you start out in the right position on the mountaintop, it will not be hard to find the right position in the valley. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I feel that we need to get closer and closer to God. I, I, I am so tired of TV. It just turns my stomach to watch some of the stuff I've been seeing on TV, and I just have to turn my head or cut it off. I don't want to. But I, I, I get this feeling that we're closer to the end than we've ever been yes. before. And I'm so worried about a lot of Christians that have bought into this world theology. Everybody's going to heaven. No, I'm sorry. No. There, there are people sitting in churches today who think they're going to heaven, but yet they still believe in the world idolatry and all these things that the world believes in, but yet they think they're going to heaven. No. And I'm scared there's going to be some people that's going to miss out. I don't want to miss out on the things of God. I don't want to miss out what God's got for me. Thank you. Yes. you know, he, he said he'd go to Paris Mansion. I, I want to see that. I want to see that. Yeah. I, I want to see my mansion. Most of all, I want to see my Savior. Yeah. We, we think we've gone through a lot of stuff down here. We've gone through trials and tribulations, tragedies in our life. We've gone through this, and yet we're still here. He went through the roughest part of life, and they killed him. Yet he's still alive. I, I know one day this body's going to lay down in the ground. I know that. There's not a doubt in my mind unless he comes back now. I'm going to be laid out in the ground. But let me tell you what, to be absent from the body, be present with the Lord, I'm I am... I'm looking for that, and the only reason why I'm looking for that because I've learned to get in the right position before I get into that tragedy. When trouble comes, he'd be right there with me. I don't have to put my finger in his face. I put my face on his feet so, Lord, forgive me. Help me. And he's always going to be there. He made that promise. He'll always be there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. So why can't we promise him the same thing? Lord, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Now, I know we're going to fall. I know we're going to stumble and make mistakes. Lord, I know that we all do. Ain't none of us perfect. We're all going to make those things. But don't lay in that pig pen and waddle. Get up and move on forward. Because God still loves you. Amen. He still loves you.